If you have kids under the age of five, keeping them occupied during this global pandemic could be considered a spectator sport or mental gymnastics. Or perhaps you're an entrepreneur who has a passion you've always wanted to turn into a business opportunity or an economic stimulus. Ash Zane is a product manager for 3Kid, a visual customer experience solution which allows brands to create and manage beautiful visuals at scale in Ottawa. Ash is also the father of two daughters under the age of five and the host of a solo podcast called That's a Hobby. He joined me this week to discuss parenting, hobbies, entrepreneurship, and more. I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. If you're ready, I will welcome you to the show, and we're excited to talk to you about a whole gamut of issues this evening. So uh, glad to see you, and thanks so much for being here. I'm very excited. Let's get into it. So, uh, Ash, I'll just simply ask you uh, to start off by telling me, how uh, are you uh, surviving this uh, unusual time? Uh, it's been basically positive for us. At, at worst, it's been inconvenient. And knowing that, I think I, I'm very lucky. My family's really lucky. I've been working from home, so it hasn't been an issue for me. Uh, and I actually prefer working from home the majority of the time because I, I work downtown in Ottawa and traffic is nuts and parking costs money and all the usual things that go along with it. So my employment wasn't affected. My wife's employment wasn't affected. And we're homebodies anyway, so it wasn't a, a big change. Like I said, it was at most an inconvenience. And I know you have two daughters under the age of five, so how is uh, parenting going for you during this time? Um, you know what, like what I've noticed during um, this pandemic, whatever challenges you had before, this just amplifies it. And because my wife and I were pretty much on the same page and we had a really good routine with our kids, uh, we were able to cope pretty well. But I've noticed from friends who had kids, whatever challenges they had, uh, it just made it worse. So for us, I think we just had a good starting point. I mean, it's the usual things of they get bored, you can't go to parks, uh, they miss their friends. These are typical. But like I said, my wife is a, an elementary school teacher. So she has a pretty good toolbox of keeping kids busy. 
Um, so for them, we tried to make it as enjoyable as we could. And for us, typical parenting stress, all things you would expect. And now you said your wife is an elementary school teacher. Are you worried about uh, her going back to school in the fall and your uh, kids yeah. resuming education in person as well? Yeah, you know what? It's a bit strange. Like, um, maybe it'll come out on this call, but I don't think too far ahead. And she's been stressed, obviously, uh, for months and weeks. And I've told her, wait till the last two weeks in August, because nobody knows what's going on. You're not going to get that much information now when things will change and everything's fluid. So she's pretty stressed. Um, and recently, they've opened a few daycares here, and a few of them have had outbreaks. So it's a really... Um, interesting way to see what could happen if schools open. And because of these outbreaks, now we're more anxious than before, and we may opt to do homeschooling. Again, we're set up for it. I'm not happy because my daughter's really excited to start school, my oldest. But uh, ultimately, like safety of not even the children, but potentially teachers and the teachers' families, because that's really who's most vulnerable. Uh, it's, it's a pretty easy decision to make that way, to protect the teachers. And tell me, are you, what would be your piece of advice to a parent out there that, that may be struggling a little bit to keep their kids occupied and whether they're worried about sending them back to school? Yeah, knowing this comes from a place of privilege. Um, there is a lot of resources out there, whether you go on YouTube or you download little activities. Uh, and I've seen parents have really good networks online. Uh, basically, here's um, not only activities you can do, but even schedules. Like how do you schedule a day for a four-year-old and a two-year-old so that they're entertained and they get what they need during the day? And they're really well done. It's like you wake up, you have X amount of time to do this activity, then you cool down, then you do some coloring, then you go outside. And it gives you like this Monday to Friday and it gives you a guide so you don't have to figure it out all, in, all on your own. So if you're drawing a blank or you're out of ideas and you know after three months, four months of this, you've kind of used everything you know, there's a lot out there. Uh, even like feeding kids, this is a funny thing. They may like something one day, next week they hate it. And then you start to run out of ideas and like, I don't know what to cook next. I would lean on either um, known support systems of other friends and family or just going online. And then as for school, it's the same advice I give my uh, friends and my wife. Just, just wait till two weeks before August. If we learn anything from this pandemic, no one can predict anything. So I, I just really don't spend the energy thinking of what could happen. I just wait to know when I'm more certain. And I know that you host a, po a podcast uh, talking about hobbies. So I'm just wondering, uh, your uh, favorite hobbies that have been keeping you busy uh, during this time and any advice you have for people uh, that may be searching for uh, taking up a new hobby? Yeah, it's a good question. I'm, and uh, I was trying to figure out like, what is my favorite hobby? And I couldn't really pinpoint it. it. It's almost contextual, like different times of the year, depending on my mood, I do different things. So when the pandemic started, it was a lot of reading. The weather wasn't great. I think it was March. So there was still snow outside. So it was a lot of reading. I went through a, a long list of books, some fiction, some nonfiction. And as soon as the weather got better, I just got on my bike. And it's one of the things you can do, right? Like you can't go to malls, you can't go to museums, uh, at least um, in May. But what you can do is get a lot of uh, outdoor air and exercise. So I would bike and here in Ottawa, I would just take our bike path downtown and bike back and it was safe and I got to see the city still and it was, it felt a bit normal. Um, and then when the weather's poor, I just actually work out at home and I do like weights, 
and I put it on a movie and you get to escape for a while. And tell me, uh, how do you think uh, life has uh, changed at all in terms of what we value and hold important uh, during this time? Uh, well, for me, it's validated what I already valued in the sense that, uh, like I said, we're homebodies, my family. And um, I very much like spending time at home and with my family. And because I like that, this actually has been great for me. And then the second thing it validated is we were uh, looking into investing in our house and putting in a pool. And then when this happened, we're like, it's probably the best decision. The one thing that's kind of stable is your own home. And we did, we invested in a pool and it's been great. And we're, we're very lucky to have that space to play. A lot of people don't, but it, it basically validated what is important to us. And it's basically our, our family and our home. And what do you think uh, will uh, change as a result of the pandemic to make us a better a society in your opinion? You know what, like I've been pretty positive. I know this, um, like recently cases have started to go back up a bit and there's a lot of uh, strong feelings about masks, but I look at it the other way and I look at it like this is the first thing that affects us globally. And I think we've weathered it fairly well. And especially if I just look at Canada or Ottawa or Ontario, we were able to get together and actually, uh, I think Canada is a, a positive example of how you can react to a pandemic at a large scale. And all the models that were released in March or May, sorry, uh, I think we beat those models. So I know there's a lot of room to improve, but overall I look at it and I see, okay, we can mobilize uh, globally. We can work together. And I know right now there's like uh, maybe dozens, two dozen different vaccines in the works. And, and it gives me confidence. And, and this is to me like a test run for the next crisis. Climate change is a big one and it's gonna affect us all as well. It, it gives me actually more hope. And what do you think is the key uh, to returning or surging back to a sense of normalcy? I don't even know if anything has to change. I think we, we have a good ability to adapt and changes become normal. Like pre 9-11, post 9-11 is a great example. There were so many things, I watch movies, like you can never do that today. And you forget what used to be normal. And you look at war zones and after a while, after years, that is just normal to people. So I don't even know if it's a returning to normal. I think it's more of a sense that, okay, this is normal now, this is how it works. And I know you're a product manager for a company called Three Kit in Ottawa, which, mm -hmm. uh, which helps uh, businesses uh, look at uh, visualizing to scale. So I'm wondering your advice to people that may be sitting at home and wanting to take a leap of faith in starting a business uh, during the pandemic. What do you think is the biggest key for them as they look to turn a potential hobby into a business venture? Yeah, so to give some context to 3Kit, it's finance. So we've gone through two financing rounds. So one really important thing is there was money in the bank pre-COVID and we had a pretty healthy runway. Without that runway, it would have been a very different situation for us. So in the context of a startup, and if you have runway, uh, and how we thought about it at 3Kit, because all, all we do has to do with e-commerce and selling online. 
that is our main uh, area of expertise. And with COVID, it's basically, if we can't figure out how to make this business work, when e-commerce is the most important it'll ever be, then we have a bad product. So from the onset, we knew this is the time when we're gonna know if we have a good thing or if we don't. And we double down and we just heads down, sales team, product team, engineering team. And I think uh, so far we've actually validated everything we thought that we could do and bring value to our customers. So the first thing is, if you have money in the bank, you can take some risks. If you don't have money in the bank, it's a very different situation. Uh, that, that's, uh, that can be applied to life too, right? If you have money, you can do stuff. And if you don't, uh, you're yeah. kind of uh, st stuck where you are, right? So it, yeah. it can apply to life as well. I'm, but, but on that point, if you don't have money, I think the goals change a little bit. And for me, the goal would be status quo. Um, status quo doesn't get enough credit, but maintaining what you have and creating stability in a time of seemingly chaos takes a lot of effort and is an achievement in itself. A lot of people think during COVID you have to grow and even with hobbies, like, look what I built this room and I did this thing and I fixed this car. That's great. But even maintaining status quo to me is an accomplishment. And tell me, uh, just turning it back to personal for a second, what sure. do you think uh, this, this pandemic has uh, taught you about being a father or what you value outside of work? And have you done your own uh, personal uh, self-assessment at all? Yeah, I think um, family-wise, I just doubled down. Uh, I actually was talking to my wife about it last night, how surprised I was, how much more I enjoyed parenting than I thought I would. And I was already excited. And just having this time, especially when they're only four and two, it is uh, a time that goes by really quickly and they develop really quickly. So every day is like a new accomplishment and a new cool thing these kids are doing. So I just feel really fortunate that I get to see that and it makes me appreciate wanting to be around to see more of that. So working from home, that's why I said it, it's been great for me and it's kind of validated that, that I'm on the right path in terms of my career and balancing with my family. Since you're in uh, the business and finance world, I'm wondering also if you think the working at home life will become the new normal, especially with the advances in technology. Yeah, I, I think for the majority of people and companies, it's a win-win. Uh, for people, it's obvious kind of the, the positives. Um, when the, the whole, you know, getting dressed, sitting in traffic and the commute time and just the cost, like I think I filled up my car maybe five times in four months, which has been fantastic. I don't pay for parking. It's so there's the cost savings. I'm also able to fit more in. So if I don't have a meeting from like 10 to 11, I'll go exercise. So if you are smart with your time, then it's a huge bonus for companies as well. You have access to a much larger talent pool now. So for example, we're hiring now, we don't have to be strict to Ottawa or our other offices. Now we've proven that you can be a distributed team and other companies have always been distributed and they've succeeded. But most companies look at them and go, well, they started that way, we can't transition. So this forced a lot of companies to do it. So for companies, you have a lar much larger talent pool. But what I think is important and we're realizing is that you still need to have a physical space for um, a, a portion of the staff. We, we don't, we did assume everyone has a, an appropriate place to work at home. And we've realized some people don't, and some people actually aren't as productive at home. And we have to recognize that just because 
I have a nice office and I can sit at home and work and I have, you know, high speed internet. Not everyone does. And for them to escape and go to the office is actually one of the reasons they pick where they work in terms of like geographical location. And then just finally, what um, as a parent do you want to leave uh, as a legacy for your, your girls? What do you hope uh, they take away from uh, your time raising them with your wife? You know, I think it's the same thing uh, my parents instilled in me, which is just a, a perspective. Uh, and perspective is super important. And a lot of the questions you've asked today is basically, what is your perspective on COVID? What is your perspective much. on home? Yeah, and I think having a perspective where you can see the good more than the bad is the most important thing. Um, we're all experiencing the same events right now, but everyone has different perspectives and experiences. And it's not something that you can teach someone. It's, it's strange. I, I don't know how to explain it. Me and my wife see the same situation differently. It's just how she's wired, how I'm wired, and a bit of parenting. And I'm hoping that our kids pick up on perspective and seeing positives and things and opportunities as well. Well, Ash, I want to uh, thank you for your insights and perspective. I enjoyed our wide-ranging conversation. I hope you did as well, and I want to thank you uh, for your time tonight and for being here uh, with us. Uh, thanks so much. Thank you for inviting me, and those are some fantastic questions. Thanks for letting me talk. Uh, the invitation is always there. I always have an open door poli policy if people want to talk. So Absolutely. thanks so much for being here. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Good stuff.